In the Pocket, a talk show that showcases Mainers, who are people of color. Each episode represents a member of the Maine community from art, culture, and business, the earth, wind, and fire of life. Embracing and exploring the Black diaspora and descendants of American slavery through conversation is the foundational concept of In the Pocket. The overall mission of In the Pocket is to create conversational space for all people of color that is documented and celebrated through sharing of life experiences. If you like what you're hearing and want to hear it again or want to check out our archive of past shows, look for us at inthepocket.captivate.fm or search In the Pocket on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at In the Pocket and give us a follow so you never miss a show. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in to In the Pocket. I'm your host, Flo Edwards, and today our special guest is Deontay Campbell. Um, she is a political activist and many other things. Uh, please, Deontay, introduce yourself. All right. Hello, everyone. My name is Deontay Campbell. I just turned 19 years old on March the 4th. Um, I don't really put labels on myself, but I'm a political activist that protests for peaceful change in my community and America. I'm an herbalist. I'm all about yoga, meditation, deep breathe. I'm all about deep breathing. I'm all about connecting the mind, the body, and the soul, mental health. Like a lot of people always focus on eating well and exercising. What about the mind and the spirit? You know, so I'm all that like a health guru. I'm an alkaline vegan because you are what you eat and food is medicine. I'm all into herbs. I love to dance because, you know, connecting your body. Um, I'm a bunch of things. So that's why I just go by Deontay Campbell. I can't even sum it up. (laughs) Right on. Um, Well, happy belated birthday. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I, I too, am a a Pisces, so. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so, nice. <laughs> all right. So, I mean, we're technically still in a pandemic. Um, how have you been weathering the pandemic storm? Um, throughout the pandemic, I make sure I still go outside. It doesn't matter if it's snowing. I make sure I get that breath of fresh air. Like, I go outside. The first thing I do in the morning is deep breathing. Sometimes I'll do it in my room. Sometimes I'll do it outside. Just get that yucky old air out of my system. Um, I just went for a bike ride. Like, every day I try to go on a bike ride. I just make sure I'm outside. I'm still taking care of my mental health. And during the pandemic, that's when I started my spiritual journey. To make sure everything's good. You know, still be outside. Just still connecting. Not staying on my phone 24-7. Because that's what they want. So you still have to just be the person you were before it started. Keep doing what you got to do. Because I'm all about adjusting to all my situations. It doesn't matter what the world throws at me. I'm going to adjust to anything. So, yeah, that's how I take the pandemic on. Right on. Um, it's great that you're getting out there walking and biking. Um, how did you become so grounded in spirituality at such a young age? So... I was born and raised in Jamaica. I moved to America when I was 10 years old. I've been here for nine years now. And in Jamaica, it's a third world country. You're all about, um, everyone's always walking. Because of the sun, We they're just naturally more happy. Every single morning, it's a Jamaican tradition to drink hot liquids in the morning. So all of this, I just come back from my roots. 
in America, like when we go to Jamaica, we bring back up our herbs. It's just, Jamaica has a lot to do with how I am as a person. Like I have like three drawers full of herbs in the house that we imported from Jamaica, you know? Like everything is just herbs, happiness, everything, dancing, reggae, like in reggae you dance and you release trauma from your womb, trauma from your womb. Like just, that's just everything. Just Jamaica, being a Jamaican has really changed the person who I am today. So tell me a little bit about uh, some herbs that you like to use. So I have a whole collection of herbs. Sage, sage is a spring cleaning herb. It's good for mucus if you have excess mucus in your body. Because a lot of people, as I said, I'm an alkaline vegan. There's a difference between alkaline and acidic. Our body is alkaline, so you have to put alkaline foods in your body. I'm talking about alkaline and acidic on the pH level. And the herb, um, it removes excess mucus from your body. Lavender is good in the morning if you want to calm yourself down. And then rosemary. Rosemary is good for pain. Um, I have soursop leaf from Jamaica. Um, I have fever grass. They call it fever grass. In case you have a fever, you use that. Um, ginger. Ginger is good for pain. If I have a headache, if I have a stomach ache, when that's time of the month, ginger is good. Um, calendula, like I cut my hand and I applied my healing salve. Calendula is antimacterial, antimicrobial, antifungal. Like it's good for any pathogenic viruses in your vein. Like I have a whole collection. I have a whole book, Encyclopedia to Herbal Medicine, where there's like 550 different herbs. You can know, know how to make your own salvage, your skin products, everything. I have a whole collection of herbs. Nice. Um, in my daytime job i'm a a dentist and i've done some research on uh, essential oils which basically come from herbs Um, are there any herbs that you use for your dental health so right now throughout my spiritual journey i switched it's like been a journey for me so right now most of the things that i use like our skin is our biggest organ most of the things that i use i make it myself for toothpaste it's dr bomer's um, I got it. They were very cheap at Martin's. It's like a kind of a thrift store. Um, natural toothpaste. And what I do, um, I'm learning how to. I mean, I already know how to make it, but I know how to make my own toothpaste. So you infuse rosemary with water and you add that liquid to coconut oil. And you basically can use that as toothpaste. You know, and even at dentists, like I take pride in my teeth, I floss. Every morning, I have a, I use a regular toothbrush. I have a tongue scraper, and then I floss, and then I go with my electrical toothbrush. And I have like my dentist is like two streets two streets away, and they were like, "Oh, you have the best teeth. You have the most beautiful teeth ever. Did you ever get braces?" I don't think. I think it also has to do a lot with genetics, how pretty my teeth are, and has a lot to do with or eating in Jamaica because a lot of our foods, most of our foods, come from the actual ground, you know. So a lot of that has to do with my eating. I used to eat a lot of sugar cane. I used to eat a lot of cane, like sugar cane. What makes sugar? Like just chewing that itself is a toothbrush, toothpaste. Like it literally like cleans your teeth. And I used to eat a lot of candy and it still hasn't, like it didn't affect my teeth because of my um, um, brushing regimen. Like it's just about what you eat and it has a lot to do with my genetics because both my parents have wonderful teeth. So that made me have like amazing teeth. Right on. Um, yeah, I make my own toothpaste as well, and I love rosemary in toothpaste. Mm-hmm. And what are your ingredients for your toothpaste? 
Yeah. Um, thank you for asking. Uh, yeah, I use coconut oil, almond oil, some bentonite clay. Um, the flavor that I have for rosemary also is uh, with peppermint as well, because a lot of those uh, essential oils are antimicrobial, like antifungal, antibacterial, etc. Um, I also use calcium carbonate and I use some baking soda because I do believe in things being alkaline because our bodies are meant to be a, a basic pH level. Um, and I use xylitol as well. It's a uh, very antibacterial. In fact, xylitol is a sweetener, um, but it kills bacteria that causes decay. Yeah, and the thing with that is um, all of those ingredients sound amazing, and I love how you said about alkaline. But if I can't eat it, I'm not going to put it anywhere near me, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm actually going to... That's actually, like, I need you to send me those ingredients so I can do my research. But the rosemary and the coconut oil are just my starter, but I want to see. Even the clay, I've got banana clay. It's like a Aztec healing clay, right? And when you put it on your skin with outside banana, never you feel it sucking out the moist sucking out the like impurities and the reason why i switched my toothpaste is because i learned about fluoride fluoride is um actually not good for us and it's supposed to be a waste but they said the government said oh let's use it for their toothpaste you know so they don't have to throw that away so um certain toothpaste brands they warn you about the fluoride that's in it so if i'm supposed to use something for a certain reason there's a warning on it i'm not going to be using it yeah, I totally uh, understand that. Uh, and yes, when you are using fluoride in man-made products, typically it is a, a bio-waste hazard kind of. Um, however, it also occurs naturally, fluoride. Um, so if you drink green tea, that has natural fluoride in it. Um, and any a lot of things, even water, if you have too much of it, can actually kill you. It becomes toxic at that point. So I think everything has to be done in moderation. Yes. So when you um, consume most of your uh, herbs, are they, do you make teas out of them as well as salves? Yes. So with my herbs, what I do is I dry them. And if they're not in the ones that we get from Jamaica already dried in Ziploc bags and we bring them up on the plane with us and the ones that I get myself at farmer's market I'm normally they're already dried so I basically get the dried herb um I always blend them in their dry state in like a blender because the smaller the particles are the best better infused it is and then I boil up my water and then I throw that in there cover it and I steep it and I know when it's ready when I when I touch the pot and it's not like if I can hold the pot for five seconds I know that it's infused. And when it comes to um, the healing salvies, I do the same thing. I um, blend it up, I infuse it in the oils over the stove. And yeah, that's how I basically use them. And is your salve usually a, a coconut oil base? So the healing salve, the ingredients in the healing salve, I do different oils and different herbs. For the oils, I use black, um, this is my first, second time making the salve and the, um, it just gets better every time I make it. So this time, I, my base was shea butter. Shea butter was my base. I whipped shea butter and then I added beeswax 
and then the herbs were infused in hemp seed oil and I strained it mix it together put it in the glass non-toxic containers and these are the because the less ingredients the better the first time I made it I made it with a bunch of ingredients I did black seed oil and black seed oil is known to cure every every ailment on um except for death and African king King Tut he actually buried it with his tomb that I put a bunch of different oils but I realized um they were kind of necessary because shea butter is amazing comes from Africa fair trade it's handmade and the beeswax locks in the moisture and because the first salve I made was in the summertime it worked perfect especially when I was in Jamaica um but the thing is um this I put a lot of beeswax in it because it's winter time and my skin is super um super dry so even though it has uh, so much beeswax in it, it, it it's kind of hard so you gotta really like try to melt it out with your hands before applying it to my body to my body but it works very good especially when I'm outside if I go outside I make sure I put on some healing salve to make sure that my skin is protected from the winter like I put it on my head on my ears everything yeah nice so are you um, developing a line of sal salvates or salves <laughs> um yeah actually i don't even know if it's salvies or so i say salves sal but the thing is right now because i do it at home it's kind of harder to mass produce it so i'm just gonna work on the formula work on it myself at home and i normally just give it to my family for free but i do plan on making a line when um when that time is right but I think that right now, because it's home-based, I think I want to keep it small. But I also, with making a whole whole skincare line, I need the right equipment. I would have to go to manufacturers and create those machines or buy machines that would infuse my herbs because it's kind of messy making it at home. But every time I make it, it's my second time making it. And it was way better than the first time. So I just got to perfect my art and then find a way to mass produce it easy. And I want to, I don't, when you're infusing herbs, I want to make sure the infusion method is good. Because if you do, I want to make small batches because the smaller the batch, the better it is. Yes. So that's my plan. I like it. Um, so I know you are also a political activist. Were you active in the BLM uh, movement? Yes. So actually, during the BLM movement, my mother and my father, they saw all of the stuff that's happening online on the news. They basically made it seem like, oh, you're going to go, you're going to get pepper sprayed, this and that. So they didn't allow me to go to those movements, um, to those protests. So I had a friend and then they were going to pick me up for the protests at Portland, Maine. And my mom was like, no, I got dressed and everything. Mom was like, no, I almost cried in my room because I wanted to go so bad. So anyways, the next day we went to a small, another friend reached out to me and then she gave me the information. I had a smaller protest and I said to my mom, I was like, it's a small, it's a small town. It's not in Portland, Maine. And I want to go. She was like, all right, let's go. My friend picked me up. We're on our way there. And then I was like, what are we going to do? What are we going to tell our kids that we contributed to this movement? And then she was like, yeah, right. So we changed the we changed the location of our phone to the big one because they were happening every day in Portland at that time. So we changed from the small town to the big Portland on the highway. And we were like, yeah, if we're going to get in trouble, let's make it work, worth it. We actually ended up there late. So I let her know that, all right, let's go to the front. Because I knew I was going to get in trouble, but I wanted, I wanted it to be worth the trouble. Like someone said, if you're going to get in trouble, get in good trouble. We, we worked our way all the way to the front. And I'm the type of person is I hate sitting for a lot. Uh, um, 
Normally, people put like a label on you, say you have ADHD. I'm just Deontay. I don't like sitting and just, it's just like, I just like to keep moving, keeping my body moving. So when I was there, I was like, oh, this is, I think I want to say something. And then my friend was like, all right. And she walked, if you see the stage in Portland, there's like a space in the front that no one's there. And then she walked in front of everyone's like, oh no, like I have to follow her. We went up on stage, she's like, my friend wants to say something. It put me like in the beginning of the line. I was so scared. I went up on stage and I actually spoke public speaking. That was our first public speaking appearance. I, and while I was speaking, everyone was like, I basically introduced myself and let them know what it was like to be black, living in a predominantly white society just how it's like to be me. I talked about my hair, my culture, everything on stage. And while I was speaking, I got the most positive feedback. I was like, hey, hey, they were, everyone was clapping. And after I was done speaking, everyone was running up to me. You did so great. I got so much followers on Instagram. And that's not like the good part of it. I don't really care about that. What I really cared about speaking out to people, telling my story, people understand what it was like being black, living in America, in me in a predominantly white state. And everyone was like, oh, we love you. I got so much support. Um, while I was on stage, I called out my community. I called out my school. I got my own campaign manager. I was able to speak in my own town. And when I spoke in my own town, we got a lot of backlash. There was people standing up with guns. The cops did nothing about it. Um, after um, I finished the protest, um, I went into my senior year. And basically, the school administration, they called me and they were like, well, when that was happening, why didn't you say anything? And at the time, because I was not empowered enough, I kind of was like, um, well, this and that. But now looking back at it, you're very disrespectful. I just got the voice and I spoke up for you. How could you come to me and say, when it was happening, why didn't you do Because I had a lot of incidents in school, a lot of incidents in school. And now looking back at it and learning about Black history and studies, I learned that those incidents were actually unacceptable. My school did not do enough to protect me as a Black woman in that school. And I called out my school and in the protest, I mandated, I I ordered my school and my town and basically every state around us to mandate Black history and ethnic studies. The only successful thing that we got out of that was that my school actually started this thing called Diversity Committee, where they actually tried to implement those changes in our curriculum. The meetings were okay. People were there. But when I realized is when I graduated, remember I was a senior, when I graduated, they stopped this. So I went back on the announcements and I looked, Sanford High School, I went back on the announcement and I looked. And they kind of stopped um, these, um, they stopped the meetings like, because they thought I was gone, they had to stop. But no, I emailed them, I sent messages, I'm meeting with the superintendent and I want to meet with the principal to make sure, and because I'm gone, I shouldn't stop this work. So they're kind of like trying to half-ass it and not do what they're supposed to do. But I'm going to call out whoever needs to call out. I don't care if I hurt your feelings. Cry me a river. There's stuff that needs to be done and they can get it done. They just don't want to and they don't care enough. That's the thing with my town. They don't care enough. So yes, I would consider myself a civil rights activist that protests for positive change in my America, in America and in my community. The things that I said on stage a year ago are different from what I would say today because I'm healing this is a whole journey. I'm learning. I'm getting a new perspective on life. I just talk about Black Lives Matter, this and that, this and that, this and that. Now what I'm trying to reach across is balance your mind, your body, your spirit, spirit and your soul. I'm going to tell Black people, learn about yourself and learn about your true power within. Um, Do some meditation. Do some deep breathing. Do some yoga. 
dance. That's that's all my message right now. So what I said on stage, and you can see the recordings are probably on the internet. I have a bunch of articles. Dante Campbell, you can Google me. I have a bunch of stuff online that you can see what I did. There's a bunch of pictures. But yeah, everything has changed. I love that you talk about, well, congratulations for getting that committee started at your high school. <clears throat> and congratulations for becoming a public speaker. Um, I love Thank you. You're welcome. I love that you were so into addressing and acknowledging that you've had some growth. And part of that growth is to accept the healing and encourage others to heal. Yeah, so that's what I'm all about. Like, even if, like, my parents, they don't really eat what I eat. My family don't eat what I eat. But I realize they're buying more stuff that aligns with me. Because honestly, if I see a stranger eating something or someone else, I don't really care. But if it's my family, I'm like, don't eat that, don't eat this, don't eat that. But I realize that's the wrong way to go. I can always be like, hey, instead of eating, using this oil, use that oil. Instead of using this green, use that green. Instead of using sugar, use agave. It's natural. So because I've been down, down, down on my family, I've seen those changes, but they're not there all the way. But as I said, this is a whole journey. So what you learn isn't just uh, Jamaican. It seems like it's a lot of who you are and what you've learned. Yes. So what do you see for yourself happening in this new year? I mean, it's still basically a new year. Yes. So in this new year, I'll be joining the Air Force. I leave around next month. I decided to join the Air Force because during high school, I was like, what do I want to do with my, what do I want to do with my life? And the military branches actually came to our school giving out benefits. I went to office in Scarborough and I met with every single military branch. And out of every single branch, the Air Force was the one that stuck out to me. I was like, this is it. I'm going to be able to live with no debt, um, no student debt as well. I'll have a good quality of life. And they're going to give me a certain opportunities that I wouldn't get to be in a civilian life. So I'm going to go into the Air Force. Um, dedicate a lot of my years to it so I can get what I can get. And whatever I learn and get out of the Air Force, I'm going to apply that to my life where I can start my own businesses because I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a boss. I'm going to be working for myself. Everyone has to start somewhere. So I'm going to start at the bottom and move my way to the top. I don't like working for people. Whatever I say, go, and I like to live like that. So the Air Force, I'm going to have to do what I have to do, serve my country, work, um, and then move on to being my own boss. So that's my plan for this new year and keep on learning and healing myself and healing the people around me. Because every morning I wake up, I do my affirmations. And in one of those affirmations, it's gratitude. The more thankful you are, the more the universe gives you to be thankful. I support myself and I support others. I uplift myself and I uplift others. So that's all that I go by. Well, congratulations on joining the Air Force and thank you for your soon-to-be service. Thank you. Yeah, I'm former Army myself, so I guess I chose mm -hmm. the wrong branch, but... Yeah, so that's always a joke. Like, the Army's joke was like, we should have joined the Air Force, and Aaron Amity, he's actually a politician that's going to go for 2024. You guys should follow him on Instagram. He support. He basically, um, he stands for everything I stand for, and he was actually in military branch and the whole joke was we should have joined the air force because while the air force was putting minutes down the street in a hotel 
the army basically cleared out a patch of woods woods in the forest and like build up tents and that's where they stayed so the air force is gonna like, give me that nice quality of life and i do investing so the money i get from the air force i'm gonna be able to flip it over and invest and that's how i'm gonna make my living nice so you're into investing are there certain stocks yes. that you like or um so what i'm i'm all about swing trading and day trading because the market it doesn't matter if the market is going up or down if you're a good trader you can make money i can put calls and i can do puts um with the date with the swing trading you hold the stock for two days to two weeks and it doesn't really matter what stocks you do i follow team bull trading and team bull trading um there's professional tradings you can follow them on instagram team bull trading professionals trading traders that literally help you they go and do, do, do their analysis and they're like all right these are my calls for today when so far reaches 225 for the share price by do a bet and by you know so that's how i do my investing and i started it in november and within a week i made money where i could um budget and self-sufficient myself so that's my job trading i don't like working nine to five i work for myself and i invest into myself and i'm trying to learn about nfts non-fungible tokens because in this world people value scarcity and with nfts you're able to digitize your digitize your wealth instead of having a three million dollar building that's going to take three years to liquidate liquidate your cash having three million dollars in bitcoin or any non-fungible token you can liquidate your wealth in less than three hours or three days nfts bitcoin i'm getting all into that but right now what I mainly do is the stock market and day trading and swing trading. Oh, fascinating. Um, I'm kind of lazy with my investments. I put them in a yes. fund and let it grow. Yes. So that's a lot of, um, that's, um, that's a lot of problem for people. That's a big problem for people. Um, when it comes to investing, you really got to do it yourself. Because the thing is, the money that you're going to be putting in, you probably get like a 7 to 12 return rate. If you're doing it yourself, the income that you've been working for a year, you can click the button and make it within a day or a month, depending how big your portfolio is. You know, like people on Team Bull Trading, there's testimonials. This guy I saw, he posted, he was, because of Team Bull helping him, he was able to help his wife start a flower farm. People are able to flip from $500 into $6,000 with day trading and swing trading. Like Team Bull Trading, check it out. Like it's very easy. I went on YouTube and I learned, I learned like how to trade basically because they call it University YouTube for a reason. And the, I, the first with Team Bull Trading, I bought a $25 subscription for the week. The money that they made me in that single week, I was able to buy their whole year subscription. Wow. So it sounds like that works, T-Bow Trading. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. Team Bull Trading. And the reason it's called Team Bull is Bull, the market goes up. And Bear, the market goes down. So Team Bull Trading, we're always making money. We're always going up. And the thing is, losses are okay. Just make, your, make sure when you're trading, you're not going to put yourself in this position where you're out. I always, every week, I always use 20% or less of my portfolio. So imagine you have $100. I'm going to be making sure by this week, this trading week, I only use $25 of that money. So if I do lose that $25, $75, I'm good for the next three weeks, you know? So I burn to learn to understand that. Right on. 
Well, Deontay, you are definitely a boss. Um, it's yes. been such a pleasure chatting with you, learning about um, who you are and what you're giving into yes. this world. Um, how can ITP listeners follow you? What's the plug? So the plug is my Instagram, Deontay Campbell, D-E-A-N-T-E, and Cam Campbell, as in Campbell's noodle soup, Naomi Campbell. So Deontay Campbell, I have the Jamaican flag next to my name. I actually just started a new Instagram because Aaron Amedi, he was going to, um, I wanted to basically promote him. So I just started my new Instagram. You can follow me there. I'm going to be posting, building up my profile, and I hope you guys follow me and learn what I'm all about and you can learn to heal yourself while doing that as well. If you like what you've heard and want to hear it again or want to check out our archive of past shows, look for us at inthepocket.captivate.fm or search In The Pocket on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at inthepocket.fm and give us a follow so you never miss a show.